What's good, everybody? This is your boy Rexon Max, and we're here for another episode of the Input Output Podcast. Uh, I don't want to put nobody on blast, but somebody's scared they ain't do their homework, but we're going to leave that alone. I don't, know who, I don't know who that could be, man. I'm not sure. No idea. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So we have our two hosts here today. We have, as always, MC Amazing, and we have a returning um, guest who's basically family, so we ain't going to keep calling him a guest. <laughs> we got Raj King Beck. Yes, sir. I, I, I had to say the whole thing. Like the, the whole government. Like a Trump but, <laughs> Mr. Young and Charming himself, how are you gentlemen doing today? Man, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back. It has been a long time, probably over a year now. I think the last time I was on the podcast was it 2020, I believe. Mm, maybe. Fall it 2020. Yeah, winter 2020. Yeah, yeah, like winter 2020. Yeah, I would say because I was in Galveston the last time you were on the show. I remember yes, sir. That. I remember that podcast. So yeah. it is great to be back. I'm glad to see MC Amazing. I see Rex on Max. Last time I saw you was at a wedding. We attended together. I had a good time in uh, Dallas. So, hey, glad to be back. Ready to talk about these topics. Well, y'all saying it was 2020 the last time you was on? Yeah. Is, I, I, watched no it. I think I watched the older podcast actually a month or two ago. Because I'm one of those where people actually like watching myself on camera. I know a lot of people do not. <laughs> I do. Because I actually like to critique myself. I'm like, look at what I did wrong, what I can improve on. Right. Well, I went back and watched the recent. I think it was the latter half of 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Bro, I would it say it's like that long. it might have been the beginning of 2021, actually, like in mm. like January. Oh, That'll make more sense. Yeah. Wait, when was the wedding we went to? Uh, Tim's wedding. Yeah, but I'm saying, what was the date? That was like, November. Of 2021. Yes, sir. Oh my gosh, where is time going, <laughs> 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 Bruh. They've, yeah, it's August. It's gonna be a year. Damn it. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of what's going on here and now, that is crazy. Uh, e, did you get your takeaway? I'm sorry, I had to step away for a minute. My kids were up in there, sound like it was it was a parade going on. No, I understand, man. Like you gotta gotta step away, <laughs> handle handle business, you know, with the fam. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad to be back. I'm glad Keem's here again, man. Welcome again, welcome. You know, we got our boy Rexon Max as always here, man. All good to see you again. You know, um, had a real good time at Evo. Uh, am, am I right? Yeah, I mean, Evo was cool. I mean, I wish somebody would have told me I was going to turn into a ghost and wasn't going to have no legs anymore. I was just going to be <laughs> floating around. Couldn't feel my legs, man. We we had we did so much walking like that. The 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 what is it called? The uh, area that it was held in was huge. Like I'm talking about it was like walking a football field constantly. So right. uh, it was a lot of walking, a lot of feet, foot pain, you know, uh, a lot of hype, uh, a lot of, I mean, it was great. So we have a whole topic for us. So I won't spill all my, uh, all my beans right now, but. Well, I want to ask you, like, how was your, how was your plane ride? Oh, why are you going to do that? Why, why are you putting that out there? Why are you well, doing I'm just, that? I'm just asking you, man. I mean, Some I'm just question. saying that ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was my first time flying, so oh, okay. it was it was kind of one of them things like uh, I, I psyched myself out. So I basically went on the plane ride, and the whole time I was on there, you know, right before the plane was going to take off, it felt like forever. It felt like dude was circling around the whole <laughs> the whole place just to spite me and be like, yeah, I know it's his first <laughs> flight, so we go uh, keep leading guessing for the next 20 minutes or when it's oh, going to take man. off. 
But I mean, that first plane ride, it was actually pretty cool. Once I got past like it actually taking off and I was in the air, there was like no turbulence or nothing that whole flight. So, man, I guess we can go into this Evo topic. So, did, we've, we've, <laughs> we've been to talk about our Evo. We've been to talk about these Evo experiences. But, yeah, like, uh, once it got in the air, it was pretty cool. Um, it was no turbulence or nothing on that flight. Now, my the flight back I took to Dallas, it was turbulence on that flight. It was up in there hopping and, and bumping and jumping, you know, like we was Jordan, Michael Jordan or something. But it was it, – it, was, it wasn't bad. I mean, you know – the thing that helped was when we started shaking and moving, I just looked at everybody else and I was like, eh, everybody else still sleeping calm. So let me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they used to like, let me just chill out. So frequent uh, flyers. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, would I fly again? Yes. Especially, you know, um, I, I'm thinking about like visiting Tennessee and stuff soon, like uh, Nashville, Memphis and all that. So I was like, man, I, I can Come fly and do boy. that. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes of, of flight. So it wasn't that bad. Now, that was like, you go, people was asking me, you going to Evo Japan? I was like, bro, that's a 14-hour flight, man. Hold on. <laughs> that's a that's a different ball game. But, uh, yeah, the flight wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad at all. And then once I landed the plane, well, not I landed it, but the pilot landed oh, well, the plane. Don't you fly the plane? <laughs> Air trail. We can't talk about that on air. But, <laughs> But once the plane landed by the professional pilot that wasn't me, <laughs> um, I was at Evo uh, in Las Vegas and stuff like that. So everybody knows that Evo 2022 happened this weekend. If you don't know, then you're not in the FGC or you literally just came from Patrick's house. Um, so <laughs> so um, it was amazing. Uh, you know, we got many different champions. Sonic Fox is one of the people who won another evo championship this is his sixth one he they're on their way to be the next fgc rick flair so <laughs> <laughs> about to get 16 of them things but uh yeah so it, it was great but um so i guess i'll go ahead and uh let you start talking keen i'll just kind of like come in and and interject so it won't be just me talking for this bit for the next eight minutes so go ahead <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I watched Evo as a viewer this year, um, which was great because, as everyone knows, there was a lot of controversy with uh, Evo in the previous years, even with the cancellation Evo last year, and we didn't have Evo. And I remember last year this time, or before this time, people were talking about, is this the end of Evo forever? And it was like this kind of debate online, back and forth between people who were like, well, we don't even really need Evo. We have these other tournaments we can go to. You know, it's not the, you know... It, we, we kind of treat it like it's the WrestleMania, the FGC. Some people are like, it's not that big of a deal because we have these tours now with the Capcom Pro Tour. Um, I believe Smash has a tour now. Tekken has his own world tour. So a lot of people feel like that Evo itself is kind of could be phased out over time. But coming back this year and watching as a viewer, I was like, nah, ain't nothing like it. Mm-hmm. I saw that crowd for every tournament this year, and I was amazed how many people were there. It it was it was crazy the energy. I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Like I, I, the main tournaments I watched this year was like probably MK11, the Grand Final situation. Um, I was rooting for Rewind. Rewind got in a situation where he had to go against two twin brothers in losers finals and Grand Finals. Two twin brothers who played the same character, both from Chile. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. very weird. <laughs> grand Finals, just just for that reason. 
Um, he ended up losing, and a uh, gentleman from Chile won the, won the tournament. But I remember just rooting for him that whole time because it was such a weird situation he was in. And the Tekken Grand Finals, man, in the moment where I was watching Tekken 7 towards the end, there was nothing on this earth more than I wanted to see the rematch between Arsenal and Ash and Knee because of all the history they had at previous Evos. Where Arsenal and Ash beat Knee consecutively at Evo and Evo Japan one year. It was like a big deal. Then Knee went to, went to Pakistan to train with them and learn how they play Tekken. Because Pakistan is now here, really here in the FGC, especially with Tekken. Like, they are dominant in Tekken. So, and uh, so he ended up fighting uh, Khan, I believe, in the grand finals there. And he took it home for his first e- Evolution Championship, which is crazy for a guy oh, who's wow. been around so long. His first Evo Championship in Tekken 7, anyway. Wow. Um, in Tekken 7, his first Evo Championship ever. Uh, for a guy who's been around that long, that's his first one. So that was pretty, that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing for me. Also got to see, you know, the, uh, some new stuff with multiverses. Multiverses uh, being a new game on the scene, new free-to-play game. And people kind of – I know you guys – we talked about – some people talked about this earlier this year too. Is like there's been kind of this debate about free-to-play fighting games and how they would fit in in the FGC. Some people feel like they didn't want the elements to come with free-to-play fighting games, such as like you know, microtransactions, a huge mm-hmm. casual fan base, the wildest warriors, as we know. People don't like <laughs> the wildest warriors. They be here all the time. Um, but I think Multiverses is – kind of like surprising us in a lot of ways. I've been playing a lot recently myself and um, I, I will admit that watching it at Evo specifically um, it was a little hard to follow but people seem to be kind of hyping into the matchups in 2v2 um, so I'm I'm happy to see that this this community is growing and people seem to like it and I hope to see more from Multiverses in the future. But overall just watching players that I, that I love to watch Sonic Foxes, the Rewinds, the Knees the Daigos in tournament brackets and just watching them over again, seeing Street Fighter at Evo, because for me in my college years, Street Fighter was always like, I know Marvel was the main event for some people. Street Fighter was always the main event for me. I'm not even a Street Fighter guy, but watching it, it felt like the main event every time it was on stage. Man, it, it was kind of cool. both almost dumb hype. Both they were both hype, but I don't know, Street Fighter always felt like it was the main event, like we here. Because they were having all last sometimes in some of you votes for a long time. Street Fighter 4 especially did that one. Uh, but yeah, so it was good to see it back again. The energy from the crowd was there for all the tournaments I watched. Um, it was a big, big, big outpouring of people there, too. It just felt good to have Evo back. I will say, of course, the controversy that's happened with Evo, we can't overlook the things that happened, things with, you know, uh, you know, sexual assault allegations and, you know, problems with, you know, like, you know, People having issues with Evo overall, maybe certain communities not getting represented the way they want to. Okay. Obviously, the the lack of Smash presence now is very strange. People aren't. That's a very weird not to have that at Evo because it's still a big community as well. But overall, I still enjoyed the event. And I'm happy to see it back. Uh, King, you might want to like turn down your volume a little bit. It sounds like you're peaking. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I oh, might be ex- too excited. I <laughs> I adjusted it on this side, so. Okay. But just to make sure on your side, because it will sound like that loud spark still. But uh, actually, I looked up um, e uh not e knees uh Evo record and Keem's Keem's right. Found out I had no record. Keem's <laughs> right partially. Um, he won Evo in Tekken Tag Tournament two back in 2013, and he won Evo Japan in 2018 in Tekken Seven. So this is his first Tekken Seven Evo title in America. Yeah. Uh, so 
Yeah, also, you brought up the point about uh, a lot of people were actually talking about how uh, Evo might not have been needed. You you went over some points, but another point was basically when Sony took over Evo, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's All like right. that's it's just a different game now. It's nowhere near grassroots and stuff. So, right, right. We even counted as an FGC event. So, uh, you're definitely right with that. And it is great to just have it come back. And, you know, that's just a lot of thoughts people start having when, you know, it was the pandemic. We hadn't had tournaments in a while, you know. We kind of live in a "what are you doing for me right now" generation. So, you know, a lot of people are, were kind of like, "Oh, all this is happening since the last Evo. We might not need them at all." So, uh, I'm sitting there talking about Keem, and I'm peeking myself. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Evo for me was just, I mean, I couldn't really dig into it how uh, Keem did because. I was actually like uh, a part of media. So I was going around taking photos, trying to rush from here to there. You hear a loud noise over here. Let me, okay, let me run and see what's <laughs> hype over there. And, you know, the venue was huge. So it's just like, man, you couldn't really just sit and digest like a, a regular person just there just trying to consume the event. My mind was just totally on like, I got to get this. I got to get that. What would be good for this brand? What would be good for that brand? What would be hype social media content? How I do this? How I do that? you know, and trying to live update. So I really couldn't like sit down and digest it like that. But as far as like just being there, I mean, you know, I've never been to Vegas. So that was a new thing for me. It's crazy how huge uh, down to the strip is. And like, basically when you go into those hotels, everything connects. I was freezing in Vegas the whole time, even though I'm in Vegas and people are, how are you cold? It's, it's like hot all the time. Well, that's because if you were basically staying in like, three or four hotels on the strip like you could you could never go outside and basically get get to everywhere you need to go you could get to food you could get to evo uh the event you could get to basically anywhere you wanted to go and you would stay inside like everything is just connected so i was cold the whole time i mean freezing at evo didn't think i needed to bring a jacket just because we stayed in central air the whole time Right. So that was crazy. I packed, you know, shorts and all that stuff. And next thing you know, I'm freezing. So that was unique. Uh, everything was mad expensive. I can remember paying like, I think I paid like $32 for a burger and fries one time. Wow. You know, like, and you know, if you're stuck on the strip, like you, if you're not willing to take an Uber out somewhere or your friend got a car, y'all can go somewhere and stuff like that. Like I paid $38 for like, a breakfast that was like uh chicken and waffles, a biscuit with gravy on it. It was thirty-eight dollars. Wow, bro. Yeah, no way. So <laughs> it I mean, it was crazy, you know, how how expensive stuff was being on the strip. And you know, with being somebody who flew there, you didn't have a car, it's like if I'm gonna take an Uber to go somewhere to get some food, then take an Uber to come back, I might as well just stay on the strip and like yeah, bite the bullet. So uh that was another thing, just learning how expensive stuff on the strip is. There's literally casinos everywhere you go in Las Vegas. From the time I got off the plane and you come out of the terminal terminal to your left, it was straight slot machine. Like from the time oh, from the, no. from the <laughs> every step you make, every everywhere you go in Las Vegas, there is uh slot machines and somewhere for you to gamble, you know, in the airport, every single hotel lobby has gambling. Like its own casino, every single hotel lobby. Uh, so that was unique. 
But speaking just getting away from Vegas, Evo was great. I mean, the finals day to be in that arena, like a literal like arena, like concert arena and stuff you go to for like any type different types of shows. It was crazy. It didn't ever get to a point to where it was totally 100% full, like packed, because, you know, some people like, hey, I come for this game, then I'm dipping. Other people yeah. like, okay, this game is at this time, I'm coming in for this. So it's like constant in and out traffic. You know, nobody really stayed for like the entire time. Um, and also, I mean, you know, food was expensive there too. So I'm pretty sure people was like, eh, you know, I don't really like Street Fighter so much. So I'll just leave, go to my place, get some food, chill out, come back when Guilty Gear is going on. So, um, yeah, Evo was dope, man. It's, it's so much stuff I could say that I just don't want to sit here and spend this whole time doing the, uh, the podcast, talking about this one subject for me just being there. But um, it, it was great making business connections and stuff like that, networking, talking to different people. You know, uh, I met NYC Furby. He gave me uh, a connection to come in and actually cover the NA versus EU because that actually mm-hmm. wasn't in the venue. It was actually in a hotel suite that really? they rented out and uh, they've got MSI to come and bring all this equipment and stuff like that. And they ran the tournament like that. And it was like different people packing into the hotel suite and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, you know, you got to know a guy that know a guy that know a guy to get you in. And I basically just hit up for and was like, cause you know, he's really engaged with our content in the past. And I was like, Hey man, you mind if I come through and cover it? And I saw him, he was like, yeah, man, you could come through. I gave you the suite number right now. So nice. It was pretty dope. Uh, meeting different people. I've, I actually had people come up to me and just be like, you're TVFGC? Man, I love the work. Or, you know, I had, uh, I don't know if you guys know wow. Phil, of course, he's like, FG, he's popular in FGC TikTok. But uh, I was walking, I just kept hearing in the distance, like, TVFGC, TVFGC. And I'm like, I'll turn around and he's like, trying to catch up to him. He was like, man, I love your work, man. Like you're one of the OGs on TikTok. We love your content. I want to talk with you guys about doing some. So it was great, like meeting different people and experiencing that people coming up to you and that just actually being like, man, I like your content. So that was really dope. So we go keep putting out more content. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so I know E, he, you know, you said you were not able to watch Evo. You had a uh, family matters going on. So <laughs> not the TV show, y'all. No Urkel. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> So we are at 20 minutes in just talking about Evo. It's funny how f- fast time passed when doing this podcast, man. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, so our next topic is the PC Master Race is about to take over uh, the FGC. So also, if you've been on uh, FGC Twitter or any FGC spaces for a while, you've seen that there has been just this takeover, you know, um, <laughs> led by uh, the mighty NYC Furby saving himself um, of bringing PC to these events. So it was announced before Evo happened that Defend the North was actually going to be ran exclusively on PC, uh, MSI PCs. Uh, for the games that could be on there uh, that they could put on there so that's amazing so i actually spoke with uh Furby today and he was saying like yeah um you know he's optimizing everything and gonna make it happen um so that's a defend defend the north east coast throwdown is actually doing the capcom uh was it fighting collection they're doing that tournament on pc then the na versus eu uh, that was ran on MSI PCs, and then NYC Furby 
has taken upon himself to make the Brooklyn Arcade where, you know, next level, I think, it's either I don't know if they're the same thing. Somebody on NYC is going to uh, come on here and, like, trash me for not knowing being in the FGC. But whatever Furby is doing, I don't want to get the names wrong, just got that kind of respect for it. But he is basically running his stuff on PC. Uh, they're doing UMVC3 tonight, actually, 100, 144 hertz uh, monitors and stuff like that, optimizing the mess out of it playing some UMVC3, so it seems like this takeover is happening. Now, I've listened to a podcast before we actually started doing this podcast, and the TO actually said that he talked with Furby about how this could be possible because he was worried about the amount of money because, you know, before it's like, man, for the price of a PC that could run all these games, I might as well go buy two or three PS4s, you know, might as well. But um, he said Furby broke it down to him. Uh, he didn't give all the details, but he was basically saying that Furby made it make sense, made it make financial sense. Oh, wow. Um, Alex Valle was also in that same podcast, and he said the only thing that he could see that was wrong with it is just transporting all these things to make it something that's going to take over the whole FGC. Now, also, there is probably going to be some competition with that because we know Evo is now ran by Sony. So mm-hmm. Sony is trying to have a deep hand in the FGC, and they're already talking about how they're trying to optimize PS5s and all this other stuff, blase, blase. So you kind of see how the NA versus EU thing had to be its own thing with them saying, hey, we're going to come in and sponsor it by MSI and all this other stuff. Right. So uh, starting with you, Kim, what is your thoughts on this, you know, seemingly PC takeover that's uh, starting to rise in the FGC? I feel like it's almost like the end of an era, man. Like, I remember fondly going to, like, video game club we were in college, taking our consoles in there. Everybody had their personal console. We play our fighting games on there, have our little small TVs. Um, but as time has moved on, players and individuals have wanted to have, especially competitive players, because I feel like the competitive community from, I guess I can safely say we call us O-Niners. We're pretty much O-Niners, right? Like, O-Niner on um has grown pretty freaking large over that span of time and as a result people want a more competitive experience out the gate immediately people don't want to play stuff with any type of huge delay input lag you know any type of imbalance they don't want it so it feels like going to pc was a logical conclusion because pc is becoming better and better optimized towards fighting games um fighting games seem to just run better on pc um, and I, I'm not sure if it's a PS5 issue with some games having some delay as well. I've heard some things about that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it's just basically. the logic. Yeah. So I, I guess it's feel like the logical conclusion that we should transition to this era. I just don't know. I just didn't know how long it's going to, like, I guess personally, I just, I just wonder, like, how the transition is going to work for everyone. Is it going to be embraced by everyone? Is going to be some pushback? Can every community afford it? Just like you said earlier, like, the logistics of moving these PCs around. And I guess it just depends on, like, if everyone kind of buys into it. Um, if we can get every major tournament into the PC kind of bracket, then it can happen. Personally, I'm okay with that because recently I got my own. I got recently I got me a new uh, PC, like, oh, gaming laptop. Yeah, gaming laptop. Thank you. Um, and uh, I just I got a uh, Rob's Aether on there. I got I just got Rushdown Revolt very recently. I'm going to try that out. Um, and I've been kind of looking forward to try to play some more PC games. Front of the show, Mr. Gaming Lift. Uh, what are you about to say, uh, Rexon? Now, you're somebody who actually has both. You have a gaming PC and a PS5. Yes, I do. 
So your, your pick yeah. is pretty lit. So how do you like which one do you feel like you enjoy playing on more? Uh, so here's the thing, and this is a great point that you're adding on. All my friends are still on PS5 or PlayStation 4. So when it comes to playing anything competitively, you know, like with my friend group or people I like to play with, I'm still going to be playing mainly on that. Because, I mean, as much as I like fighting games, I like playing with my friends just as much. And, like, having that group to play with kind of eggs you on, uh, allows you want to play more, be motivated more. And as we get older, you guys know this, our time is kind of divided. We have things to do. So I can't play all the time. So I got to divide my time between choosing whether to play sometimes on PC or choosing to play on PS5. And if all my friends are still on PS5, I'm going to play on that. However, I am kind of slowly transitioning to learning to play on PC games and, and playing on that. So I'm interested in that as well. Um, so that's why I was wondering about the logistics of it. And that's a great point right there, is that does the, the big FGC as a whole, does it have a big enough PC presence to kind of uh, support this transition? Or will you know, the FGC over time kind of like just over time just start frolicking more to the PC to get those fighting games? And then of course, you know, like you said, with Sony having Evo, they're going to try to keep keep it on PlayStation as much as possible. They're going to have big, big prize pools. They're going to try to attract them with the big tournaments, whatever new fighting game comes out. They're probably going to try to get some more exclusive fighting games. And then there's going to be some fighting games you can only play on PlayStation, so PC won't be an option. So that's going to be kind of some of the hurdles we'll see with this transition. Overall, though, I think, it's a, I think getting the best optimized experience overall for competitive players is most important. Me, it's kind of like I like competitive games as a casual person. I'm probably going to still be playing mainly on my PlayStation 5. I, have, I will probably, I am myself trying to play some stuff on PC, so I'm okay with either way. Yeah, I got to admit, man, like as far as like the PC, um, like where all my friends play, I'm on almost the opposite end of the spectrum. Like most yeah. of the people I know will like play on PC. And uh, it's, um, it's a different experience, like playing on console, because I play. I just started playing DNF Duel like a little while ago, and I'm playing it on PS4 and PC like interchangeably. And even like back when I was playing like on uh, King of Fighter 15 between like PC on PC and PS4, like the performance is like extremely obvious. Like the difference mm -hmm. between like the it's it's night and day, man. So I mean, I think like. Most of the times when people are like playing fighting games, what do they want? Like they want, like you were saying, the optimized experience. And uh, the thing about it is, is like you also have like the 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 familiarity, I guess, of using a a console. Like everybody yeah. knows what they're getting when they buy a console. With a like, they're all they're all standardized because when you're building like PCs, like when people normally, if you're not like you know like a, a big time developer or something like that, you, most of the time these are just people bringing their pcs which aren't standardized they all have different builds they have different specs so i mean uh one pc could run the whole time like the whole tournament with no problems but another pc could like completely lose its lose its mind when you pl um plug and unplug too many usbs like they're like That's oh uh, I, don't, I don't understand what like you know like that kind of, that kind of stuff that happens man like it, <laughs> it's true it's happened to me like so you know so but um, as far as like um, Alex Valle talking about like, you know, um, transporting rigs and stuff like that. Well, it all depends on what kind of rig we're talking about, right? Because technically speaking, like you can have a really like small, really powerful PC that basically looks like for all intents and purposes, 
like a console. Like it's basically the exact same size, but it might be just as good or even better than like a PS5, you know? So yeah. I think that like when you when it comes to that, I don't think that's really as big of a problem as anybody might think it is. I think like if you're thinking like traditional tower builds, then it's like, oh yeah, man, how are we yeah. gonna move this? Not to mention that PS5 is a humongous now. So like oh, that yeah. argument's kind of yeah. going out the window. Yeah. I have a PS5, I think it's humongous. That's a big console. <laughs> is it bigger than the PS3? Maybe. I gotta do a side by side comparison. It's a big console, man. It's big. Yeah, y'all held it up on uh uh no level cap, and I was like, that thing is <laughs> that man, like it reached its final form. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so that, see, so, so there, there, there you have it. Like there are um, consoles that will be smaller than a PS5, uh, a PCs that are smaller than a PS5 that run better than a PS5 that you can have an optimized experience on. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of like you're definitely getting almost the best, like the best of all worlds in that, in that scenario. It's just that, especially when you're talking about having it done by like MSI, they're definitely going to standardize all of the builds. Like it's not going to, there's going to be no real discrepancy between one build and another, unless, you know, it's like an older model, which of course that's expected. So, yeah. you know, like they're going to have like their own deal, probably their own deals to get the parts, you know, and like, they're going to be able to make this happen. So it all depends, I guess. Uh, like whether they decide to go for like a bigger, bigger or smaller build. But if I were them, I would just go for like the small compact. I, I saw one at uh, DreamHack Dallas, like a, back in June, at the beginning of June, this guy I hadn't seen in years. His name was Jordy. And he builds those kinds of PCs. And I mean, they are like, it's like an, almost like an encyclopedia. Like that's how small it is. And it's like, and it runs games just as good as my PC right here. I like, I have all new, mostly mostly new parts in this right now. And his PC, that little PC runs things almost as good as this does, which is ridiculous. So I don't know, man. I think like definitely the PC, I don't, but there is going to be pushback, I think. I think like, you know, like Keem was talking about, I think there's going to be some kind of pushback. Like stuff like that isn't easily adopted. It wouldn't easily be adopted in any genre of game, I don't think. You know what I mean? If everybody's used to playing on one platform and they're like, okay, here's a new platform. You got to get used to it. And it's like, well, I don't want to get used to it. I like what I've been using this whole time. So I, like, it's, it's all about like people trying It's. I guess what it comes down to is everybody like should be trying to meet each other halfway, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, let's be honest, let's be, to be a hundred percent honest, pretty much every console and my buddy will, uh, will have said this many a time is like pretty much every console is a PC already. All we're doing at this point is just removing the veneer, like getting, getting rid of the veneer and just saying, this is it. Here it is. It's, 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 it's Consoles by MSI, basically, at this point. That's that's what it is. MSI, Republic of Gamers. You know, I mean, you could basically at this point be like, okay, now we have like standardized like console PC variants for like for like every kind of like developer, Asus, MSI, you know, Dell, even though there's their stuff is kind of trash, but whatever. And like, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna get that sponsorship up. <laughs> That, that's yep. a good point. That's a good point, though, too. I like to mention sponsorships. Um, maybe one of the good things that could come out of this is that if, if they can really get behind on the, get the PC, the gaming community behind on, on PCs, they can talk to these sponsors and maybe get some sponsors to put in box PCs, standardized PCs for events exactly. and have them ready for the events before they happen. 
That would be amazing. Yeah. It, it kind of be like the gaming cafes they have in like Korea. Oh yeah, um, they have like the PCs already set up. People just coming in and play all the time. If we can mm-hmm. have that for something like a tournament, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Because right like- now we're using like gaming generation. Like they're the ones who just have like just all the systems and stuff like that that they just rent out to these events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that would be dope if you could just you know just go straight to the source. Like, hey, uh, sponsor my event. We'll rent it on this and this and this. Just give us the systems. Blase, blase, blase. You know, instead of like, you know, gaming generation, well, I guess that would suck for them. I mean, they probably have to figure out a way to keep in business. You know, not every tournament is probably going to be able to get the sponsorship and stuff. So I'm sure if MSI could find a way, not MSI, gaming generation could find a way to buy a lot of a certain type of PCs, then I mean, that probably worked. But did you have something else here? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, Fighting games are not that, I mean, to be honest, they're not that demanding. They're not, to run a fighting game at like the top, top, top of like it's game with the, all the graphics turned on, look at the, the character's reflections on the water with the shadows underneath the surface. It doesn't really, when it really comes, it doesn't really need that much power. You know what I mean? Like I mean, compared to other games, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, if we were if we were going to go that route and we were to say, like, let's say, for all intents and purposes, instead of doing, like, a gaming um, thing that plays every game, why not just something that's completely narrowly focused on fighting games, you know? Like, they make builds specifically for playing fighting games and stuff. I've, and those would probably be a lot cheaper than, like, paying for a system that's going to play every single game that's why I have the most top tier like, you know, graphics cards, you know, I mean, especially if they're only going to be used for, you know, fighting games, you know? On well, OMC, you, you, you might, you might, might have, you might have a pen waiting on you. You might have a pen <laughs> waiting on you. I would say that idea and say that for all podcasts. <laughs> FG Box by MC like, Major. The Steam Deck for fighting, just, just Steam for fighting Deck for games. fighting games. Right? Can you imagine My- you know, my thing for, with this whole thing is just two things just come to mind. Like, it's just you really probably want to get that sponsorship when it comes to the gaming events because, you know, like, for example, uh, these like Evo, it, it they got all their basically consoles and stuff from gaming generation. They, they were cycling through so many like PS4s, you know, like most of the times when they was going on breaks and stuff like that you were seeing like people come in take this pc out i mean this ps4 out because it's probably been played on for a lot a long time switch it out with a fresher one that's updated and all that other stuff blase blase and uh everybody go back to playing on that one so it's like to do like super 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 huge events because we know it's a thing in the F, uh, fgc tournaments where they're like yeah, we've been basically playing on this same PS4 for like 10 hours a day and it's over there screaming and, you know, (laughs) it might kind of be slowing stuff down and everything and all that. So they were switching out stuff a lot. So we'd have to get to that point to where we have so many of these PCs that we we could do that. And also another thing that would make me think that you would have to either have a lot of these PCs on deck to just be like, or uh, have a, a, a IT team on hand to problem solve because let's just say something did happen, like the uh, the PC just decided like oh yeah you didn't unplug like fifty controllers today so I'm gonna just change a random setting somewhere in here that y'all just gotta figure out what's wrong with me now 
like either you're going to have to have some people that knows what to do and troubleshoot it because you know most times like if a pc mess up you see online and stuff like that some people take days to figure out what's going on you know especially with like their stream setups and everything like that like people sometimes it takes a while to figure out these problems so it would really need to be a point to where like something happened with a pc you'd have to just be like oh don't even worry about it just take this one out put another one in they got everything we need or you'd have to have some people there to troubleshoot what's going on so uh because we know basically both yeah because we know basically with these systems i mean ps4 ps5s and stuff like that i mean have you i mean it's rare unless you're just like running it in the ground or people just aren't like you know uh desyncing their controllers that you really have issues with these gaming systems i mean they're made specifically for that you know uh but we know a pc game and anything can happen you know Mm -hmm. uh you know the pc should be sponsored by kevin garnett because anything is possible when it comes (laughs) to these (laughs) when it comes to these pcs but the pc don't get tired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so um I'm, I'm i'm excited about it though and another thing is just you know uh with these gaming systems you don't really have to do a lot of work to optimize them like furby has to take his time to like go in and optimize these things uh each pc for the work exactly how he needs it to to get the most out of it you know with the with the xbox series x i mean you could basically just plug in and go i mean some games are doing 120 frames per second you know there's really nothing that you got to go in and really do too much diagnostic and setting up and all this other stuff so that's just another thing it'll definitely be more work i feel like to implement this into the community just basically because it's a pc you know Mm. it seemed like it'll be easier to just like have a pc have a tournament with all these pcs and the next thing you know it's just like dang this one over here we didn't optimize it this type of way and this so we got to go and hurry up and do this for y'all start them you know it's it's just easier for things to go wrong um hmm. but other than that that just i mean i'm excited to see it happen but we can like find some ways to flush this out and everything because this pandemic everybody's basically on team like pc i mean basically most of the uh the the players like top players and stuff like that i mean they they you know uh are saddened when they have to go back from pc and be like all right let me dust off the old ps4 and you know practice (laughs) ps4 offline for to get ready for evo you know i mean they lament when that happens so uh but yeah so that's my thoughts on it i'm excited for it but gotta be realistic about the things that can come with it um because yeah na versus eu when something you know that was only like probably like once or twice when uh like you know there was an issue of like hey my controller you know it's not seeming like it's uh uh registering correctly and you know forever went over there and handled it and everything went smooth but that that is a thing to where like we're just gonna have to make sure that we have these people on deck that knows what to do when something happens because if a player is just like, hey, I'm trying to show up and play, like they're not gonna know how to problem solve. So uh that's my take yeah. on it. Anybody else got anything to add? Um, I mean, I would say that like the only like, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, yeah, there are issues that come with like PC gaming. Like that's just like the hazards, right? The hazards of navigating like the um that uh, that landscape, you know what I mean? It's it's beautiful, 
but there are pitfalls. <laughs> if you focus too much on the beauty, you will fall into a pitfall. So um, my, my thing is, is like, I guess if I were to like say one, they would have to like really go to the trouble of optimizing it before you even get your hands on it. Like it would have to be optimized out of the box, I think for that kind of play, you know, like, I mean, there's gotta be some way somehow that you can optimize a uh, PC to basically be as, um, I guess, accommodating for like different like control schemes. Cause you know how you can just plug and play controllers. There's gotta be a way to optimize PCs to the point where they're like, okay, you're good. You can just, we have like four ports for you, four ports. You can plug in all four of them and you can play like two V2s and all that good stuff. And then unplug all of them at the same time and, you know, and not have anything happen. But you know, that, that will require, it's either going to be work on the front end or the back end. It all comes down to who wants to do the work, I guess. Yeah. So hopefully it's on the front end because <laughs> we're the back end. And we, you know, I mean, there are people who are willing to go through that, but like, you'd have to have like, I mean, in a tournament, like let's say the size of Evo, you'd have to have like, you know, what would they say? Like a cop on every corner. Like it would have to be, <laughs> have to be something like that, man, for, for the IT, uh, IT support when something like crazy happens. So yeah. That's pretty much it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, shoot. I and these PCs are so weird because like I, you know, I basically keep the same settings for everything. And then, you know, Streamlabs was like bothering me for forever. It's just like update, update, update. Every time I open one day, I was just like, dang it, okay. I'll update it. I'm sick of seeing you on my screen. And then next thing you know, I updated it and I didn't, I couldn't use my camera. <laughs> oh. until i until i figured out what was wrong and i'm just like so now next thing you know i'm on the deep darker sides of the web like trying to look in forms of somebody <laughs> who said like the one issue that i'm having and stuff like that and been like, there yeah. oh. so many times you gotta get so <laughs> specific like you like low-key have to just like you can't even describe the problem like sometimes you just gotta actually type in the error code yep. like yep. i'm like yo God. shout out Shout out to the unsung heroes of the, the deep dark forum problem solvers. They put in work that say lives. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Yeah, because and then sometimes I hate those programs where you some some programs it's just like, well, what's your system? What CPU are you using? Like they want to know like the, the right. details of your legit system because it's gonna be different from somebody else's system. And I'm like, yeah, like this is like no, I don't want to do this, but you got to do it, or you ain't gonna never be able to use your PC the way you want to again. You know, we're far beyond those days where any device that you have, you're just like, oh, reset it, it'll be fine, right? You know, like, no, I'm not doing this with my PC. I have to find out what's wrong. So, um, uh, but yeah, we can move on to our next topic. But before we move on to our next topic, we won't have time for uh, our fourth topic that we have for the day. But just want to give a shout out to Junk Food Arcades, man. That snack box that you guys have is <laughs> blowing up. I mean, every, everywhere you go on Twitter since Evo has happened, the snack box is everywhere. Everybody's showing their custom designs. Most people have got that Evo uh, branded one. But, I mean, everybody's showing off their snack box. Everybody's up in airports, plane rides uh bus rides train rides horseback playing <laughs> the snack box <laughs> so shout out to y'all over there at uh junk food arcades hopefully we can you know work with y'all in the future you know so just putting that out there in the universe so 
but uh yeah so we can go ahead and move on to our last topic so today this uh this topic actually almost got me you know my friend keem had to bring me to earth when he uh actually <laughs> talked with some sense in the group chat and i was like man you know what he right but i don't like it still but uh, <laughs> so ign put out a top 10 list for their top 10 fighting games of all time now uh many people have felt different things about this i was one of them i can admit like i already just did but so the rules that they had for this was one uh you couldn't use the same game from uh you couldn't use a different game from the same franchise and also they weren't going to use platformers so no smash you know for all y'all uh smashers out there right. um uh, you know even though multiverse has got 10 million already it ain't gonna count you know <laughs> <laughs> so but um yeah so i can read off the games that they had on here if i can remember uh what my twitter looks like mm -hmm. all right so uh one they had super street fight they had street fighter third strike uh they had two was guilty gear strive three was tekken seven four was dragon ball fighters five was the king of fighters 13 six was umvc3 ultimate Vars let me say it all out ultimate marvel's capcom 3 other people might not be like what is <laughs> um seven was killer instinct uh on the xbox one eight is virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown damn nine is Skullgirls, and 10 is mortal kombat 9 or mortal kombat that was released in yeah, 2011. um so that list came out and you know definitely everybody uh, had an opinion quick. go ahead go with ahead. your question why did they put killer instinct xbox one instead of killer instinct the year it came out you know what i mean weird i'm just, they did, just like, didn't do more to come out the same way yeah you know yeah. what i mean that's, i don't know that's weird it's weird to me but anyway but yeah so everybody has that different you know we're gonna let the uh the voice of reason reason to help calm everything down today go first Cause I don't, I, you know, we don't know what me and E is going to do, but we know King is more level-headed on this. So, go oh. ahead, King. <laughs> uh, when I saw the list, I, when I first saw it, I was like, this feels like a, a a fighting game list more about legacy and impact than necessarily, like, you know, the biggest ones. And some of it has some recency bias on this, too, because, like, when I saw the list, I was like, okay. Yeah. Number one being Third Strike, that. That's an FGC mecca, you know, like that's a game that people talk about for decades, decades, decades. Ironically, because when it came out, it was not as popular as it was later. When it first came out, people had complaints about it. This is almost true for almost every fighting game, by the way. By right. the way, people, there's people who played Street Fighter Four when it came out. They love it now. A few years from now, there might be some fivers out there. Who like I always like five. Y'all were lying back in the day. So, <laughs> you know, so that, that that's just for conjecture. But like Guilty Gear Strive being Guilty Gear Strive was number two. Yeah. That was the only that was the only one on this list that made me like, that's weird. That feels the only recent bias. The only logic I come up with it with like um logs off my top of my head was like, okay, this is probably as far as like sales wise the biggest Guilty Gear sales wise. And it felt like it had the most hype behind it. In that regard, I can respect that because Guilty Gear's been around a long time, but it's like Basically, been the king of the niche fighters, but as the popularity of Arxis has gone up, so has Guilty Gear and all their IPs. Yeah. Um, other games on the list, like Dragon Ball Z Fighters, of course, it was on the list. It was a big deal for a few years. People really liked it. Dragon Ball Z is a major IP. Um, MK 2011, 
I'm the MK211 guy. That's 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 the game that got me back into fighting games. Like I, I freaking I played it every day, every day for eight months straight, every single day, seven days a week. So that's on my top ten list. So good on you, IGN, for that one. I can understand some people aren't into Mortal Kombat might be not be on their list. Scale Girls, I thought about that one. I'm I talked this about trail with this one. I was like, I kind of understand Skull Girl because it's like the most grassrootsy of all these fighting games on this list, where it had like small community, indie developer, that it was Ableton only day the course of popularity and still getting content to this game, still getting new characters. But they'll come back six, seven years later and get a season pass. There's not a lot of fighting games that, that have had that longevity in its history and still mm-hmm. getting support. And you know, it's still here. So I can I kind of can understand just from its legacy alone why it would be on a top 10 list. King of Fighters 2013, many people think that's one of the better King of Fighters that came out in the last few years. I'm not a King of Fighters guy. You know, I know the online that game was not great. I did play the game. I know the online was not great. A lot of people like 13. There are some other ones that could have been there, maybe like a 99 or a 98, you know, personal personal preference. Maybe even 15. I, I played a little bit of 15. I haven't played a lot of it. So at least King of Fighters alone, so I won't get killed. Killer Instinct be on the list. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to get killed. Killer Instinct be on the list. That's pretty cool Um, because I felt like that that really, like when it was in its prime, and hey, people really like Killer Instinct. Yeah, a great dead code is a revitalization of an old IP that was very beloved. It had a very large roster, got a lot of support, and basically was like the only Xbox exclusive fighting game, period. So like that's a big yeah. deal for that in that regard. So I can I, I get that respect. The only really question on there, I mean MVC of three, of course, your VC three gotta be on the list. It should probably be higher. You could swap Strive and UMVC3, and a lot of people probably be happier if you swap <laughs> those two on the list. I promise they probably would be. Um, the only question will lie, I was like, man, Strive, that just came out. Like, that feels weird. I don't know. That feels a little weird. Different logic. But I kind of, how I see the list is like, okay, I see impact and legacy for different games over the course of, of years. Maybe not the quality of the fighting game, maybe not the quality of the community, but just the impact it had at certain moments. I wish a soul caliber, soul caliber, had been on yeah. the list as well. That would have made a lot more sense to me. But that fit on the list. Of course, like I said, recency bias. Um, games now, some of them are suddenly better than fighting games from yesteryear. So that could kind of impact the people looking at sales numbers and popularity. FGC is also larger; more people are playing these games. Yeah. That could also be a factor in that as well. So I think that's a part of it. More people are playing certain these newer games, larger audience, more money. Larger prize pools, bigger competitive communities, totally get it. But yeah, that's how I see it. I think it's an okay list. There are some things I would shift around. There's some things I would add. Um, maybe some stuff might get bumped off. Not MK. I don't care what nobody say. Put MK on there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about it. You, you know what? Like, I'm, is- I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, MC, man. I'm sorry. Where is where is Soul Calibur two on this list? <laughs> where, where, is, where is Capcom versus SNK two on this list? Yeah, see, that's what I'm like. Yeah, exactly. Where is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is Guilty Gear on this list? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Not Guilty, Gear. not Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear Strive. Like it just came out. Like Keem's, it just came out. Yeah, I ain't yeah. trying to make my voice high pitched. It just came out. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. Like the whole thing with Guilty Gear Strive, like I'm gonna be hundred percent, man. Saying 
one of the best fighting games of all time, top 10 best fighting games, Guilty Gear Strive isn't even the best Guilty Gear game. How could it possibly be one of like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, it's not even the best Guilty Gear game. Talk to him, DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco. Talk to him, bang. Come on, man. I was saying, like, does anybody anybody remember back when like uh, Accent Core Plus R was a thing? Holy moly, man! Like stuff got crazy in that game. What, I'm I'm just saying, like that game was it had all of our old favorite characters. I know, like the new game has like Nagoro Yuki and Giovanna, you know, and Happy Chaos. I understand that, but man, there were like the Guilty Gear games that came before this game were, I'm, in my opinion, a lot better. Like they were just so. First off, Guilty Gear Strive doesn't even belong on that list. Let's just take that off altogether. Replace it with like mm, I don't know, Guilty Gear Xrd Rev Two, right? Like put it with Rev Two, like- right? Like Rev Two is pretty good. I think it's better than Guilty Gear Strive. So we'll take that off. Put put on. He'll put Rev Two on there. You know, um, King of Fighters Thirteen. Nope. Probably just take that off and replace it with Capcom versus SNK Two. I mean, I, I feel like. If we're going to have a game with King of like with the King of Fighters characters in it, SNK characters in it, you mean you might as well just go for one of the best ones, which is Capcom versus SNK yeah. too. Like I that one was great. And if we ha- if it has to be a King of Fighters game, I would say go with what Keem said earlier, put in King of Fighters 15. Cause that game is really good. Like it's really, it's really good. Um Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Hmm. I got mixed feelings about that. Oh, I because was, was on here for this. I was, uh, <laughs> I was missing game a little bit. I like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got I, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown is in fact a pretty good game. It is a good game. Yep. There is no doubt about that. But I don't know if it belongs on this list. Mm. I don't. I don't know. And like, I didn't really play Virtual. I mean, if I had to really, if I had to like replace it with anything else, if I had to throw Virtual Fighter under the bus at this exact second. I would probably say put Soul Calibur two or three on there, like instead, you know. I'm just I I like Virtual Fighter five a lot. Yeah. I I think it's yeah. great, but I like the. I don't feel like if we're going by influence, I don't know if it has the amount of influence that you know other fighting games have had throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so. I, yeah. I just don't feel it, man. I. And even when Ultimate Showdown came out, when they said, yo, Virtual Fighter 5 is back. We got it here. It's free on PlayStation for like the next month. And then people kind of forgot that it was like, it existed like, you know, like a couple weeks later. You know, you know, I I played it too. I love Lion. I think he's a great character. I think Leon, whatever the, whatever we call I think that I like (laughs) Leon, Jeffrey McGuire. I love playing that character. He's cool. You know, but... I don't know. I would probably say like a Soul Calibur game. Skullgirls, I think like that definitely deserves a spot just because of all like the the long Man. storied history of uh, Skullgirls. And to that be honest. Man, he fought for that. They can be fought for that game. Yeah. They really did. To be <laughs> honest, I actually really like that game. I think Squiggly is one of my favorite fighting game characters in any game. Like Squiggly. Like, I love that character. She is, she's amazing. Man, amazing character. Mortal Kombat. I, I mean, like, I'm biased. So I would say that I would probably put Mortal Kombat 10 instead. But that's because that's the game that has Ferritor in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a lot of the MK community seems to like, at least now, a lot of, a lot of the old heads really like 9. A lot of yeah. newer guys like X. I, yeah. I, 
I, that's the dichotomy in the community, definitely. Um, but it was a nine guy because that's what I really love nine. I like the X two though. So yeah, I, I mean, like, you the one. One hundred percent. If 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 X had never come out, it would be nine all the way. You yeah. know what I mean? I played. Me and my buddies uh, played nine like a lot. You know, coming up ridiculous <laughs> combos and stuff, and it's just like, bro, how could you even do that? But like ten, I mean X, I really like. Man, Ferrator, I was like, bro, like this is my character, bro. Like this is my character. But right. so you know, then you know, you know. Yeah. Dude, when I saw Kodo, this is a side. When I saw Kodokan, I finally get to talk about Mortal Kombat. When I saw Kodokan in the first <laughs> MK trailer, I knew he was my character. I didn't need to know nothing by his moveset. Like, that's my guy. And Trail Rexo Mac can tell you that's who I played. I played the dog <laughs> crap out of Kodokan on your knees. He's yes, sir. Lying. That's my guy. He is not lying. <laughs> they hit MK11, though. I'm sorry. He, they hit him. <laughs> Not why he's pretty good now, but in story, oh, I, can see, I can see why they put MK9 on here because I, I'm not gonna lie on this podcast before I've been honest and said I was not an MK person, mm-hmm. but when MK9 came out, though, <laughs> but when MK9 came out, though, <laughs> it was different, bro. bro that, was, that was a different story, bro. When MK9 came out, like all. It, it, None of us were even playing MK, but when MK9, the whole house was playing MK. You know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, you, you know, one thing I want to say about this list real quick is um, I think like all of you are know, going to know exactly what I'm about to say. I'm so happy that Street Fighter 2 Turbo isn't on here. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you they I'm glad they made the right choice and did not put that dumpster <laughs> fire on this list. You know, if I mean could you imagine <laughs> dude I'd have flipped out <laughs> I'd have flipped out if we had looked at the list and it said Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the uh, in the number one spot I'd have flipped out. I'd be like bro I can't do it. <laughs> I got a question I got a question uh, like a sword question for both of y'all that's part of that. Would y'all have felt okay if they had put like Street Fighter 4 instead of Third Strike? Or you feel like, to you, the legacy of Street Fighter 3 is bigger? Because 4 has a legacy now, too. We're, we're in the era we can go back and, like, 4 has a legacy now, too. That's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty big legacy point. as well. I would that's say. The, go ahead. You know, go ahead. What are you about to say? So that's one of the points that I was going to bring up when I went through the list. Because I was like, if we're talking, like, you know, one of the things you said, guys said might have been the criteria is, like, impact and things like that. Like, when Street Fighter 3 came out, it's it's like I was saying before, like people didn't like it, you know, and it's just like progressively over time this has happened. But from the time 4 came out to to it, it kind of waned off in the end, people was kind of like, you know, how they do with most games, just towards right. the end, it's like, get yourself out of here. But like 4, I mean, it saved the FGC. Yeah. You know, so if we're talking about like uh, impact, I mean, I could see you switching out. Um, Third strike with four. I could see you switching out um third strike with, you know, I ain't gonna say it because he might, you know, call me out. Yeah, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Just move on, sir. He is he is well known. Uh Rex no. is well known audience to prefer Alpha Three above all other Street Fighters. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> bro, to me, Alpha Three is the bro, best Alpha Street Fighter they ever made. Like they ever made, you know, so I mean, for me personally, yeah, you could put Alpha 3 up there, but I'd be realistic. You know, some people just really aren't that, 
bigger fans of the Alpha series. I don't know why. Maybe they was just dropped on the side of their brain that develops taste when they were younger. I I don't know. You know, maybe their mom just had butterfingers. I you know, but they ain't none of my business. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, so I, I you could definitely put Alpha Three up there, and I would tell IGN they just they they know what they're doing. Right. But uh, yeah. So you could definitely put Street Fighter Four up there. Looking back on it, and you know what it did for the community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that four would be a good, a good, a good replacement for Third Strike if you weren't going to put it up there. But yeah, if we're going to talk about best fighting games, yeah, I would say that that's a good, that's a good solid pick for number one. Yeah, people like Third Strike. Yeah. You know what? And now I'm going to be super biased right now again, though I haven't been like I haven't been biased this whole time. But like, you know, okay. it would be, be a really good uh, game to put on here that really gets no love whatsoever. It's Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That game gets no love whatsoever. Mm. And that game is so good. It was so fun. And like it's it was just kind of like it came the problem with one of the big problems, I think, was got like no exposure absolutely at, at all. Like how you, and not to say that the Wii is like a small potatoes console. It was like one of the, it was probably the most popular console of its generation. But, but the thing about it is, is that how many people that own Wiis are going to play Capcom versus Tatsunoko? Like how how many people, like is your console known for sponsoring fighting games like that on there? Not really. Like, what are the fighting games you have? Like, Castlevania Judgment? I like Castlevania Judgment, but I gotta be realistic. Ooh, that game that wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't a good... It's like one of the only fighting games that I can think of when I think, oh, what's a fighting game on, on the Wii? There are probably all the other ports and stuff. Game. Any other fi- Most of the other fighting games that you find on the Wii were on other consoles first. You know, it wasn't like, oh yeah, the Wii is the first console this is on. This is like a Wii exclusive, and then it, um, and then maybe like you know, it's a time exclusive and it goes elsewhere. It's this is like this, like these are all ports from other consoles, games that are either already come out um in previous generations or came out current gen on some other console. So, you know, I, I don't know, like, but for Tatsunoko versus Capcom, I think that's a really great game. I don't know, I don't know if I would call, call it one of the top ten, 10 best fighting games. But in my heart, I would want it to be on this list. Um, and um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it for me. I think like Dragon Ball Fighters. I, wait a minute. Nah, man, I don't Dragon Ball Fighters. I don't know if that should be best. In my opinion. What'd you say? I, well, you know, I'll wait for it. It's my turn. I'll, I'll no, no, like, what, no. What did you say? I said, I don't think Dragon Ball Fighters should be on here myself, but you know. Oh, really? You don't think it? Explain. I mean, it's just, I mean, if we put it up there, it'd be basically only because it's a Dragon Ball, it's finally like that Dragon Ball game that we always wanted. But if we, if we talking about like Impact and stuff like that, that was humongous because it was Dragon Ball, you know, uh, it was Dragon Ball. But when I sit back and I think of like games that are like the best fighting games of all time, you know, I go back and look at something that's kind of like set in stone already that we can like look back and just be like okay in its lifespan this is what it did and this is how it affected culture there on after mm-hmm. um or it's just a game that's just so uh it might have came out like recently but it was just so like human like mo- like when multiverse not saying this is a 
people, you should say this as a fighting game, but if multiverses does what it's seeming like it's about to do, like 10 million people are playing it already before it even like officially drops. If that trajectory keeps going, like you probably are going to have to real soon, like put it up there, like second best platform game, like fighting game of all time. Or, you know, a conversation like within like a, a two years or something, if it keeps that trajectory going, you probably going to be sitting there looking like, was it doing just as much as Ultimate was doing, especially with the money behind it? Because, um, you know, Nintendo is just really starting to do their circuit, you know, with Panda Global. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but if WB keeps on putting money behind this game and stuff like that and doing it like real, like within two years, if this keeps going, we're going to be like, man, look, just from what WB did, I mean, we might have to talk about it, <laughs> you know. Uh, go ahead, King. DBZ conversation. I was, I was thinking like, I don't think DBZ might be the best fighting game of all time, but I think what it did for its time was like carry the torch that NBC3 had and kind of carried that torch into the new era that Infinite couldn't because it just didn't yeah. get that same oh, fan base yeah. and get the same popularity. And yeah. it kind of carried the torch for that style of fighting game to continue until the next big NBC comes up. It's kind of like the interim holding game to keep yeah. the FGC together, that type of game together until we get another NBC. So, I mean, I guess it served that purpose. They did serve a purpose in this time for that. Yeah, so, and that's my thing, like, I don't think nobody is, can say like Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters was a game that, as far as like a fighting game in itself, did something so groundbreaking. I think it was just more so like we've been finally waiting for a legit fighting game, Dragon Ball Z game that we can like legit carry on in the FGC. You know, because we had Budokai and Tekkenichi and all that, but you know that's still an arena fighter. Well, Budokai, what technically wasn't, but Tekkenichi was a, a arena fighter. Definitely was an arena fight. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, I will say this though. Go ahead. If the if the FGC had had got into Budokai, but got in there right with I love Budokai three. Budokai played good. I played that game, boy. I'm here. Controller, I'm competing. Let's go. With that love like that, I mean, see the love we have for the Budokai series, Budokai three. I don't think Fighters has that yet. I think Fighters Mm -hmm. was just like. Like we finally got a legit one that we was kind of looking for in that fighting game realm that the fighting game community messes with. <laughs> it's like um, if you're homeless and like some place opens up and they say, "Yo, all you homeless guys can come in here." It's like, "Oh man, we finally have a place to go." That's Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I mean, if it if you want to put it in the top ten fighting games of all time, I think it's just because of that. Like we finally got what we wanted in the Dragon Ball Z game. Cause I mean, we're still we're at a point now with this game. Some people are saying, "I want two. I'm tired of this. Let's let's go on to the next one." Man, you know? it has been supported. It's supported one day. One topic, maybe not, maybe not this podcast. We may be going on, but one day we need to talk about. Man, these fighting games get supported a long, 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 long time, and like yeah. how that's affecting like the next game, how sequels work, the future of fighting games. Like, if you support a game five, six years, they ain't gonna have no sequel no more. Yeah. Yeah, Tekken, man, they hold on to a game for forever. But, yeah, man, uh, man if, if you know, going through this list, just for me personally, I'll do this quick because we passed an hour. But uh, Third Strike, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's as one, it, I mean, it's debatable to well, what Street Fighter you want to put up there. If you want to put up the one that should not be named, 
Uh, you could put that one up there. If you want to put four up there, it could be up there. If you want to put third strike up there, it could be up there. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's just your personal preference when it comes to the Street Fighter games. Because, I mean, all of them were, you know, the bomb. Um, get to get strapped? No. No. <laughs> it should not be two. I mean, I get that it was like one of the biggest games in the pandemic because it came out with rollback. It gave us something to do. It was just like, look, like we've been out here stuck at home. All we got is UMVC three, Street Fighter four, Street Fighter five, Grand um, Blue, Tekken seven, Grand Blue, like everything it. with Samurai Showdown with Trash Netcode. I like um, Grand Blue. That netcode was garbage. Yeah, and then Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear Strive. And one thing we didn't talk about Evo was the announcements, man. But anyway, um, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. I, I understand, like, it it, it fed the, the, the masses when we were stuck in the pandemic. But no, like, no. Nope. Um, Tekken 7. Now, for me personally, when it comes to, like, Tekken games, like, yeah, three. I was like, I'm, I'm thinking people would say, like, three or or or. Or five would be their favorite one. I, I get why we're... seven is though. You yeah, because it's like that was the one where the fighting game community for Tekken specifically just blew up, like yeah. exploded. Like this is the government back in the day, man. People just weren't really watching Tekken like that. People, I mean, they had a stigma like around Tekken six. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Tekken five or Tekken six. That's a little bit of a stigma of it being boring to watch. I remember seeing that like in YouTube videos and comments and stuff. I didn't agree with it. People thought it was boring to watch. And yeah. then when like seven came out, it's like that changed. Yeah, and then kind of like grew in trajectory after that. Yeah, yeah, it's because of all the glitz and glamour. We added like rage arts and rage rage drives and all that good stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I would definitely put a Tekken game, one of the Tekken games, in the top five to six, three. We gonna go with three. Just three. Uh, oh, yeah, monumental, three. bro. I would uh, say five, yo. Yeah, I, yeah, five. I was like, it's either three or five. But I would put either one of those in the top five for me personally, uh, just because when you think of fighting games, I mean, when you think of top five, there's a Capcom game that's going to be in there. Uh, MK game has to be in there. A Tekken game has to be in there. Um, one of the Versus series has to be in there. Yeah. You know, so just out of respect for the franchise, what they've done, holding it down for all these years. So. It's just something you got to do. I mean, Tekken is the, the the 3D king, basically. I mean, we, we just have to give it that and being in the top five. Now, when I put it three, I mean, you know, most people would probably call me a Capcom head. And you'd be right, because I can't help that when I was growing up, they just had Capcom games all day. I can't help it. I mean, that's what they had, bro. I, my first fighting game was Street Fighter Alpha 2. I can't help it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um... King of Fighters 13, now I'm not, well, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, get it out. Oh, we already discussed that lead. Yeah. Uh, find somewhere else to stay. Definitely. Uh, King, of, <laughs> King of Fighters 13, I'm not going to lie, like, King of Fighters 13 was hype to watch. It was beautiful. That draws you in even more. We wish that they would come out back like that, come back with a game that looked like that, but apparently it broke them in half. You know, physically, mentally, and financially. So <laughs> so it probably ain't gonna come back. But all they put in together for that game was amazing. Like I, I enjoyed watching King of Fighters 13, you know, and a, and it's just legendary status within the community for its trials. Just its trials. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it's it's holding weight. 
Um, would would I pick that King of Fighters over everyone? I mean, I'm really not that familiar with the SNK franchise like that, so I leave that to somebody like MC Amazing. Um, UMVC three. Uh, now this is a toss up uh, in the community. You got UMVC three or UMVC two? People um, are back and forth with those. Like, which you one? Pick one? Put in there. Yeah, like you and you can only pick one. Is it gonna be two? Or is it gonna be three? Now for me. I'm gonna pick three because those days of Street Fighter Four and UMVC three when they was running tournaments and you know every night was going with the two of them going uh, last. You can't beat it. You can't. You can't beat it. Now I understand the OGs with UMVC two. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like UMV two has more of a iconic, legendary, solidified like status within the community. It feels like it's just one of those. It has that grandfather respect. You know when you talk about it in the community um yeah so me personally i put three because i didn't really come in on it two wave mm-hmm. but uh two just i mean you got to give it its respect it's it seemed like one of those games if you went up and on twitter and just ignorantly just was like you know what i want to get canceled today all you have to do is say you know what umvc2 wasn't even that good and then you'd be wiped off the face of the internet um killer instinct i mean now I was somebody who played the mess out of Killer Instinct on the uh, on the Super Nintendo. The mess out of it. Cinder had one of the easiest uh, fatalities to learn. Oh God, yes. Sir. Yeah. I did it by accident when I was a kid. Yeah, I did it by accident. Like just keep them <laughs> out. Yeah, so I played the mess out of that one. Played the mess out of uh, Killer Instinct Gold on the N64. So Killer Instinct definitely has a place in my heart. I played it more than MK. Just being honest. Mm. So for me personally, like my personal is not like a list that, you know, we talking about legit who's the biggest. I would probably put Killer Instinct higher than MK for me because I played it more. Virtual Fighter 5, I don't know nothing about it. The most I know about it is what uh, Mr. Gamerlift tells me and he tells me. I know it was pretty popular in Japan. (laughs) Like it was really popular in Japan because they kept... They kept them them Virtual Fighter Five tournaments going on for a very yeah, very man. very long time. They love that game over there. Now over yeah. here, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those games. Don't nobody like rap on besides you know Mr. Game and Lil. You yeah. know, people I respect it. Like, yeah, you know, everybody has their games that they like. Now, this is the one I want to get to. Score girls at nine. Now, you know, you know, shout outs to the purple sharpie. You know, she probably go here it is, and you know. Everybody oh, in, no. the, uh, <laughs> in the in the, oh, the fighting community, but when I say this, I'm gonna say this as somebody like I'm ignorant. You know what I'm saying? The first time I heard about Skullgirls was oh. when my friends was do- playing it in college, and I was like, oh, okay, that looks like a cool game. I respect the indie grind and stuff like that. But and then you know I respect that uh, the grind that the community has put. Now I will agree, like y'all said, like the the love and the grind to keep this game alive all the way until they got it to Evo. Then Evo was canceled. Then they was like, "Bump that, we gonna keep grinding until they put it back at Evo." When Evo come back, is amazing, you know. And one of the best, well, probably, you know, arguably the best fighting game player right now in the world is main in that game, you know. So, uh, but. I want to know: Do people really feel like Skullgirls belongs in the top ten fighting games of all time? Because when I hear it, I just feel like it doesn't. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. For me, now maybe that might be history ignorance, 
But if we're talking about top 10 fighting games of all time and the impact that it's had on the FGC, now I can understand if you make a top 10 list that you have certain criteria like, look, we got to put an indie game in here somewhere. Like just out of respect for indie games, one has to be in there. I can, I can understand putting in Skullgirls, but if I took out Gear to Gear Strive, Skullgirls, and Virtual Fighter, like I can name probably three other fighting games that I feel like belongs in there. We just talking about like best fighting games. Now somebody, <laughs> I'm gonna actually put this up as a clip on Twitter, so hopefully you know I don't get dragged. But <laughs> somebody teach me the Skullgirls belong in the top 10 fighting games of all time because for me when i hear top 10 fighting games of all time and somebody say squirrel girls i'm like why why do you feel like that because it just doesn't sound right to me and uh motor combat 2011 yes i'd put it in there personally for me man amazing game i had so much fun playing that game it was an amazing if it online was good it'd have been a bet what i would have my favorite game ever ever <laughs> But it did have good online, unfortunately. Bro, what if uh, Ed Boon was just like, you know what? MK13 fell off when we thought we just go do MK9 with rollback. <laughs> Boy, my, you been my Shane Sun combo? They could be crispy. I'm going to be a... <laughs> be dropping nothing. Skulls is flat. Bro, we might... <laughs> King probably gonna be the next Evo champ. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna say all that, but man, I would love if they did like a remaster. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, that man, that game was that was a good game. <laughs> like that game was gaming, as Mr. Game of Luff would probably say. <laughs> but, um yeah, man, that's it for me. I mean, I, you know, I had to go down, you know, I so know some people probably go, you know, uh behead me for this, but you know. It be like that sometimes. Sometimes you get beheaded for your fighting game opinion. Cause yeah. I, I really want to know, man. Do y'all? I mean, do people really think Squirrel Girls is a top ten game of all time? Matter of fact, I messaged somebody and he messaged me back and I asked him, "Was uh, Squirrel Girls a top ten fighting game of all time?" Go put his name out there because I don't know if he want to be. Out, well, one, I don't know his thing, and I don't know if he want to be dragged. But he said. <clears throat> I asked him, "You agree, Squirrel Girls a top ten fighting game of all time?" He says. He, he did the always has been mean with the uh, astronauts. <laughs> he said that game is easily the best game for the last decade. Everything has been playing catch up. And finally, things are catching up. So that's his opinion on it. Oh, wow. So I, think, I mean, I think I think a part of it, too, is that, man, like some of these indie fighters in the background are slowly starting to get more popular over time. Like mm-hmm. for me, like I've noticed like Rivals of Aether. Like, the, like, Dan Fournace has built a freaking franchise out of that thing. That one indie fighting game. They got a 3D game coming out. 3D version of Rivals 8 they're coming out. They got a dungeon crawler. They got a card game. They got a tether game. They got a dating sim. Out of one indie fighting game, it's become almost like this huge, big franchise on the low. So, that's just an indie fighting game. You might you might see something. Rushdown Revolt uh, coming out out of the remnants of a failed fighting game with, uh, what was it called, Rivals or something like that. Um, not rivals. It was called something else. Um, but it, a fail fighting game, and then they found more popularity by breaking that game down and creating a new game out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one? Like Punch Planet. Punch, Punch Planet. Yes, yeah, some games like people seem to really, really like. Yeah, um, Mr. Game was squares by that game. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking into. I think those indie fighting games are 
starting to fight for their respect a little bit because communities can grow organically over time on the internet now. And uh, as we see with Skullgirls, man, this might just be the first of many in the future. Might see more fighting games like this. Yeah. People to think I don't watch Skullgirls at all. Yes, I do. I mean, uh, Pin Pin's run and Combo Breaker. I mean, I love watching, you know, all these different players. Pin Pin, The Kill Sage, Cloud, Sonic Fox, uh, all these different players uh, that play Skullgirls and, like, highlighted as one of the best games that we have out there. I'm not saying it's a trash game, but it's just – and I love watching it like everybody else. Uh, I had one of the directors follow me just for how much we promote the Skullgirls and stuff like that. So um, it's just for me when I hear, like, top ten fighting games of all time, you know, does Skullgirls really pop in people's minds? That's that's just what I want to know because it didn't pop in mind. And if somebody can teach me, you know, learn me something, like, you know, hey man, let's go ahead and do it. And I know they got some documentaries on Skullgirls and this growth and stuff out here, so I might go ahead and watch those and catch up on the history and stuff like that. But, yep, if that's all we got, so you know, we've reached the end of yet another podcast, an hour and twenty minutes in. So you know, I guess we just had some takes to get out and milking it, yeah, but. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, we've reached our uh salty runbacks. So basically, you know, usually you know these things in salt. But as I've been saying every podcast since uh Mr. Gamer left took his absence, don't seem like it's much salt. But we keep <laughs> him alive. Uh, so what's your closing remarks you want to leave the people with, Mr. Young and Charming? Oh, I just want everybody to know, um, fighting games for everybody. Even with this list, if your fighting game wasn't on the list, you feel like your fighting game was represented. It is our responsibility as gamers to promote the games we love to the other people and get them out there. Not everybody's going to like what you like. Not, uh, not everybody's going to hate what you hate. Play your games, create your community, build your community, support it, and uh, keep fostering that flower because you could your game, if it's niche, could be the next Gold Girls. Um, I also want to say uh, thank Rexomax and MC Amaze for having me on the podcast. It's been a long time for like coming home again to see my friends. I ain't seen in a long time. Um, me and Rex Max go way back, college, gaming. So this is my guy right here. I love to support him. Anytime he wants me on here, I try my best to come on here as much as possible. I really enjoy the podcast and thank you for letting me, allowing me to be here. That was beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, came back, man. It's good to see Keem on here again. It was great having you on the show, man. Having like becoming a part of the Just Us League for a little while. You know, it's like when you know you have to have like one of those uh, episodes where like a character from another show comes on. It's like, oh my god, he's here! Like, <laughs> like when um like the Justice League showed up on like Static Shock. Um, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad to be back for another uh, Fighting Game Friday. You know, uh, good to be here with you guys. You know, spouting my nonsense. You know, as always. Uh, having a whole lot of fun uh you know i'm having a whole real uh, speaking of fun i'm having a really good time playing dnf duel i um did not want to play that game and uh i made uh, i went through great pains to make sure i didn't play it but big scythe um wanted me to play and um it, it, i'm hooked i am like legitimately hooked i'm having a really good time so if any of you are what'd you say i'm glad you're enjoying it I yeah man me too i haven't oh, played lately though Okay. Yeah, if you want to play, man, like I, I play like every day. I gotta play because it's like an addiction now. But um, uh, yeah. If anybody else, like anybody, else, I need to get your uh, information after this is over. But like, uh, 
But um, anybody else who wants to uh, play, just hit me up on Twitter or something. Because uh, I, uh, I'm whether you beat me up or I beat you up, well, either way, we're learning, right? Like that's the whole point, you know. Um, Depends on how bad I get beat. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's all all about the learning process, man. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you lick your wounds and come back angrier and stronger next time. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, uh, I appreciate um everybody who decided to come. Um, uh, what's called check out the uh, in, input output show again. Uh, you guys are great. We really appreciate y'all. Um, as always, you know, uh, make sure you keep tuned in to the um, to uh, to our channel. Uh, make sure you um, follow on Twitter and YouTube. You know, we're we're all over the place. You know, um, you know, we're always trying to pump out really good FGC t- uh, content for you guys. And um, you know, it's all for the all for the community. You know, as um, Mr. Rex on Max would say. Speaking of Mr. Rex on Max, I'm gonna pass it over to him for his salty runback. Uh, speaking of other fighting uh, tournaments that's doing uh, PC, uh, Ultimate Fighting Game Arena that's taking place in uh, Grand Paris just announced that they're doing their Street Fighter uh, Five tournament on PC. Oh, so nice. there's another one um, that's happening. This tournament is happening on November the 11th through the 13th. So okay. there's another uh there's another tournament that's actually doing uh the Pico and the PC route. So it seems like we're trying to put, get this going and push this out. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully Sony can hurry up and change the uh the delays that they have on their systems and stuff like that, and they'll be able to compete. Because the longer they wait, the long I mean, the more people are just gonna be like, yeah, oh, I'm on. PC. I was able to get an email from from Sony and finally get a console two months ago. Oh, is this a lucky time? GameStop's are uh, people who are looking still look for PS5. GameStop, like once a once every two three weeks, they get PS5s in on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just contact your local GameStop, see what that time will be, and just show up as early as possible. As first come, first serve. Every GameStop in America, like at the same time. Oh, nice. Appreciate that info. But yeah, so I mean, I really don't have a salty run back. You know, once again this week, we're pouring one out for our boy, uh, Mister Gaming Lift. Yeah. You know, uh, water juice whatever you drinking your kids you know if you got to run and push your kid down and take their sippy cup and pour out <laughs> drink, you know make sure you pour one out for mr game and love but yeah so we've reached the end of yet another one we thank you guys who've listened to this whole hour and 25 we know big sites here so shout out to you big site <laughs> yeah man and shout out to everybody else who's listened this far we really appreciate it uh and we'll see you on the next one all right have a good day. Peace everybody. At Young, Young and Charmy on Twitter. <laughs>